let's kind of keep this short. And what I was going to say is, is that I have no time to really edit it. So it's basically, you're going to send me the thing and it's kind of going in dry. (laughs) You love it that way. I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hi. We're both guys, we're chatting about the shallows as part of Shark Month. It's the Guys on Film Podcast. I shall allow you to speak. I wish you would sometimes, mate. Yeah. Um, I just thought of that on the spot as well, because as you were talking, I had realised that I had nothing. So that's that's me thinking on the spot. That's what I come up with. What did you come up with at home? Huh, that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, great. Um, that happens quite a lot. You realise you've got nothing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway. All right, so this episode's about the movie The Shallows. We're doing our notes on The Shallows, starring Blake Lively. Or Lively, I don't know. Yeah, me neither. Um, So (laughs) we're just going to have a bit of a chat about it, and it would be great if people at home could tell us what they think as well. So how, how do they do that, Ollie? Uh, they can go to Facebook, www.facebook.com forward slash Guys on Film? G-O-F, Guys on Film Podcast. It's not G-O-F, Guys on Film Podcast. It's just facebook.com forward slash Guys on Film. Okay, and go there and you can open up a little message tab. You can uh, type in some words there and we'll read them. Or you can... Uh, send us an audio message on there as well and we might even be able to play it on this or a future show so wow you know if you've got any opinions on sharks let us know brilliant um okay so shall we just get into it well i've just got to um read you some kind of rules i haven't written the rules um that was rule one don't write the rules the rules wrote just you. read them okay yeah the rules wrote me uh so ian today we're going on holiday. Okay, yes, that's true. Okay, um, so what it actually means is because I will be leaving to drive in T-minus four or so hours, I'm going to have limited availability to actually edit this podcast so that it can come out on the scheduled Sunday. That's fine also. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I understand. So what listeners are going to hear today is a very raw version of the Guys on Film podcast. And that's not a raw like, you know, a sound designer who's not very good at his job might make a shark do in a, in a shark film. It's raw as in live, the wor- unedited. The word raw, R-A-W, doesn't actually have an R in it, though. Raw. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, listeners may not have been able to hear how I spelt it. Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So what, what I am saying is, let's just see how this goes with no editing. Okay, let's go for it. So. But the other the other bad thing is, there'll be no 
Um, Gerard Butler samples. What? There'll be no uh, Walken wow. or Wilson Wows. Wow. You're not going to have any of Brilliant. that. Brilliant. So you've just, um, you've just so made we'll 50% and... of the listener base turn off. I've turned them right off. Um, but you might be turned on in a bit when we start talking about some of the sexier moments of the of the shallows. I'm, so, um, I'm turned on every time yeah, I hear we'll your voice, mate. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. Uh-huh. Right, uh, so let's go. Ian, the shallows. The official synopsis, if people are unaware of what it what it's all about, is um The Official Synopsis. A mere two hundred yards from shore, Surfer Nancy. Surfer Nancy is attacked by a great white shark, with her short journey to safety becoming the ultimate contest of wills. I mean, he's not that great of a shark. Say. Quick question. Um, in a contest, who's your favourite will? Will Young? Last will and testament? Will you get on with the show, Ian? This is a shit joke. Uh, the, the option three. Great. So, uh, The Shallows seems to divide opinion... And that that goes from a, like a huge number of one out of ten stars on IMDb to uh, the Guardian giving it four out of five stars. Um, yeah, like many reputable opinion makers saying that it's actually pretty good. It's a good B movie. What do you think? Yeah. Before we get right into it, where where does this rank for you? I, I I've seen it twice now, um, and I, I actually. I, I really enjoy it. It's a I'm with the Guardian. Um, it's a good B movie. Okay. Like it's definitely got some problems, and we'll probably get to those at some point. But yeah, I'd say it's a good B movie. So some of the worst reviews from IMDb include one that's a one out of ten. It says action shampoo commercial, um, and then okay. another yeah. yeah another open water movie that never ends. Um, no, I mean it, it does end. I've, you know, seen it twice it, and can confirm. Exactly. This is one of the less well-written reviews. Um, but it it was worse than Open Water and about as boring and droned, <laughs> drawn, drowned, <laughs> drawn, drowned out that it could possibly get. Basically, it contained four characters which all die, but one person, of course, we know who didn't die. <laughs> Spoiler! Um... Yeah, so that uh, that goes on and on, but uh, they just say they they wasted one point point five hours of their life. Um, yeah, actually, okay. it's a lot shorter than one point five hours. So bad maths and weird way of saying things. Um, okay, you so you should think? like this because it's pretty short. You've been able to watch it yeah. twice, no hassle. It's eighty six yeah, minutes no or something. Yeah, um, easy. I feel the same. It's like it's all right. There's a lot of stuff in it as far as my cons and my pros and cons list that are kind of annoying, but I, it's not the type of movie where I get really frustrated by how bad it is. I just enjoyed how bad yeah. it was. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah, makes sense to me. Does it make sense to you at home? Great. Oh, nice one. So uh, where should we go from here? Well, wh- why don't we talk about a couple of things we liked and a couple of things we didn't like and then we can just move on from there that sounds wonderful um 
What? Wonderful. What did you like about the film, Molly? Start on a positive note. <sighs> okay. Um, I generally liked the way it looked. Um, it was quite vivid. Like the co- color, the color scheme was was vivid. You know, um, livid. <laughs> It kind of reminded me of another sort of similar-ish film called The Ruins, uh, which was very bright, a lot of daytime. Um, I thought, I thought it, it looked. Good. It looked like a Michael Bay. It film. looked nice. It it definitely had the Michael Bay um, camera pan in it. You know, the kind of around the, the camera's person. moving one way, the person's moving the other way. It had that in it, which is good. Uh, uh, if so you like I, that I liked how it. I liked how it and also, I'm normally not one for CG blood, but what I would say is that actually I think that the the way that they used the CG blood in this film was a bit more kind of stylized. Okay. So I quite liked that. I, I like the way the you know the blood was in the water and and all that sort of stuff as well. So that that was quite good. What's, the colors. What, what kind of way uh, do you mean? What kind of stylization? Do you just mean how it appears in the water or? Yeah, how it appears in the water, yeah, because it, it, you know, it, again, it's just very vivid, nice colour palette. I like that. There, there is a, a weird bit when she's first uh, attacked by the shark. Spoiler. Um, yeah, she is attacked by a shark. That the water goes so completely red that it's like or her entire body's blood supply has, has drained out of her at that yeah. point. But, I mean, that is stylized, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I liked, I did, I did like her as somebody that could carry that film. Um, now, I didn't particularly think the script was very good. Script uh, And there was a couple of times where she wasn't that convincing. But overall, I thought she was a little bit different to the, you know, the kind of like nothing there, Michael Bay character. I thought, I thought she still had enough... And her performance was was good. That I'd I'd want to watch her, watch her in future films and see what she's she's doing. She's actually coming up. She's actually coming up in a film um, by Paul Feig, who did Ghostbusters and Bridesmaids, um, and it's actually more of a a serious kind of thriller okay. that looks a, a little bit like Fatal Attraction. Okay. So she's actually in that, and, and that looks quite good. So is that you know is that because I'll, it's probably going to be sexy? Is that why you want to have a look at it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't look like it doesn't look like that. It's more. It is definitely more of a kind of female-led uh, thriller. Okay. So when I say fatal attraction, yeah, okay, it's not like a, a man and a woman. It's just like a, a kind of a very uh, disturbing character coming into somebody's life and being, you know, this omnipresent threat. <laughs> uh, so yeah, she she's she's good. She was good enough that like, you know. I'd, I'd watch another film with her in. Okay. So yeah, I liked her. What about you? Uh, what were the couple of things you liked before we get onto I, the I liked the, the tension and build up and uh, I liked the once she was attacked afterwards, the kind of continuing journey with her. When you think of like the sort of survivor, su- survivor, survival thriller yeah. stuff. Um, okay. I, I like that thing okay. like all is lost and Castaway and 127 Hours and stuff where you're in a scenario and it unfolds. Yeah. The thing 
Okay. The, the flip side of that, I suppose, is that there is a bunch of quite unrealistic stuff in this, and usually the survival thriller stuff, um, they try and make it as realistic as possible so that you do stick yeah. with it. And this was a bit more fantastical. But I still liked it. You yeah. still kind of go along with it. Um, Steven Seagal was pretty good. Um, yeah, I like Steven Seagal. He was cool. And something that appears on both my pros and cons list is the shark death is well lol. Um, yeah, no, I, I've I've put cool AF shark death. Okay. So, I mean, that's just on my good list. I mean, it's quite confusing how she does it and that it actually works. I mean, it would it never amazing. happen. But sure, it goes but on it the good did. list. It did. Well, it did in the film, right? This was going to be one of my questions for you, actually, was um, do you think you would have the balls, personally, to do some of the stuff that she does? For example, attempt to swim to the boy to get safety, and then attempt... What boy? Booy! Uh, oh, right, as they okay. keep saying, weirdly. Um, or swim to the bottom of the ocean to try and kill the shark. Do you think you have what it takes to do that, Holly? Um, no. Yeah, I don't think that's I do. because the second one is completely implausible. Is that right? That's right, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah, but I mean, she did it, so <laughs> you know. So plausibility, it's fine because it's Out on screen. Window. Yeah, plausibility is fine. Um, so, what about moving on to a couple of things you you, you weren't so keen on? Okay. Um, okay. Like, here we go. Like you said, dialogue is the script's terrible, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, lots of. Give me an example. Um, the way that she manages to drop medical stu- school stuff, <laughs> medical stools, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> medical school stuff. Um, did you see the director's cut as well? <laughs> yeah, it's excellent. Um, yeah, there's a lot of dropping in her backstory and a lot of stuff that you really don't need to know about her mother's death and all this sort of like. I think there's enough of a driver to get somebody to try and survive just to keep themselves alive rather than yeah. to like make their uh, deceased mother proud of them and all this sort of shit. Like, it's just a sidetrack yeah. that didn't need to be there. And because it didn't need to be there, it was worse when they shoved it into dialogue. Uh, and yeah. the like weird yeah. video call she has on this remote beach where like the FaceTime's perfect quality just to talk about that felt like a sidetrack. Yeah. Like they waste they, they yeah. waste a lot of time on it considering the runtime is so short. It's uh-huh. like filler. So that's one of the things. Yeah. Um Okay. The what did you reckon about the use of jewellery as medical gear? I thought it was very convenient. <laughs> uh I mean they they made like a big point. So what what happens is gets a, a leg bitten by this shark, and it's this huge gaping flap of skin that she needs to kind of sew back together. And because she's a medical doctor, she knows how to do it. But if only she'd have some some kind of you know stitching apparatus with her. Aha! There was a close up of some earrings that she was wearing earlier that has got a massive long pin on it. And she manages to basically use that as a makeshift, uh, you know, stitch. But they really focus on those really long, improbable earrings, you know, to make you go, they're going to be useful. Because no one would probably wear those. There's a lot of that through the film, isn't there? Um, Yeah, yeah. A lot of 
<laughs> a lot of close-ups on things that don't really need close-ups. <laughs> both <laughs> both equipment that will be used later. Um, like she has these clear bags with suntan cream in them that have labels saying sun cream. <laughs> I mean, Ian, I've also got that which I'm taking with us on holiday just so we know that you, <laughs> you know that's the sun cream. As opposed to the lubricant. Yeah. Um, no, no, again, mixed but up. the other close-ups that I wanted to talk about are the pervy ones. What do you reckon about well, these? So I've got, I've got a note here saying on the Michael Bay scale, how ogling was the camera? Oh, it's probably only like a six on the Bay scale, but he's about twelve above yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that for the first. Well, there was basically about a 60-second sequence where she was getting ready to go out for a, a surf where it was a, it was just a little bit. It was getting to the point of, like, come on, yeah. all right. Like, she does, a, she does a swimsuit up just to below her cleavage yeah. and then leans towards the camera, and it's just so so ridiculously obvious. Why, why um, would she only zip it up to there as well? Well, for the for the cameraman, she's a bloody pervert cinematographer. Exactly. She also takes her shorts off to get into her bikini, or to reveal her bikini. And there's a, it's not so much the way the camera deals with it; it's the way that she kind of bends, like sort of centered right towards the screen in a sort of pronounced way for longer than she really needs yeah. to. Uh, I mean, the film wasn't even in three D, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> oh, if it was in three D, you'd was- be well aware. <laughs> well, there, were, there was a bit where where the uh, a surfboard like pops back out of the ocean after it's been split in two. Not the only thing that's popping fly. back out. <laughs> oh my god! And and flies towards the camera. Um, <laughs> and that and that would have been that would have been like a three D moment. But yeah, I thought after a certain time, it was almost like there was a contractual agreement to have three minutes, a little of, bit um, of body. a little bit of implied T and A. Um, and then just get on with the film. But they want to have summit for the trailer. How do you, so you can get imply the, the team? I said T and A. What do you mean by that? Then? Can you keep this clean? <laughs> sure. Um, <coughs> well, you know what I mean. So they can put it. So they can imply it in the trailer. You know. So they can put it in there as like you know, swimwear. You know, T and A. Get the get the teenage boy crowd. In. Yeah. And then and then drop it for the rest of the film, which is good. But I think that the that it did come to a point where it gets a, a little bit ogling, yeah. but not too much, not too much. Um, so one of the things that I wasn't so keen on, um, you touched upon this with mentioning films like 127 Hours and uh, Castaway, All Is Lost, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know things like that, survival stuff. And really, I, I wanted to compare it more to. 127 hours so basically they're kind of both in this similar situation where they're on their own um against you know better judgment and advice off other people they go out on this adventure a little bit reckless um and both of these characters end up in a situation you know where they kind of got themselves there really Uh, they're on their own they're trapped um, your guy in 127 hours gets his arm stuck in a between a rock and a hard place, and she's on a hard place. She's stuck between uh, a shark and a hard place. Now, I think the thing that 127 hours does a lot better than the shallows, and I guess it's unfair to like expect it to do it amazingly well. 
Um, but 127 Hours sort of takes you on this journey of of him realising why he's there and then finally getting himself out of that situation because he's kind of gone on this like quite brutal journey inside his own mind and realised all this stuff about himself and realised that he's, you know, what he's done and that he actually kind of, he wants to get out. And, and when he finally gets out, you're so like fully pumped up for him to do this thing. And when he does get out, it's just incredible. The feeling is like, you did it, you've changed, you've overcome this obstacle, you're a better person, you've, you've learned that you were a little bit of a dickhead before. <laughs> I didn't think she had like any of that because she was like on the phone to her dad and he really cares about her and you know, clearly cares about her. And he's hurting as well because obviously he's lost his wife. He's hurting, but... Um, so she's, he's hurting, she's hurting. But, but she's obviously sort of like, you know, I want to go surfing, screw you guys. She hangs up on him. So I think she's a bit mean. She's a bit cold. She doesn't, she's not really thinking about anybody else at, at that particular time. And I don't think that she ever has that revelation when she's on her own, you know, fighting to survive. No. I don't think she ever just gets to that point where she realises that she's sorry or she realises that she, you know, sh- should have, sh- you know, sh- she got herself in that situation. And, you know, you know what I I'm saying? I don't think she had the to same tell journey. me that they're sorry. Um, exactly. I, I, so I, I don't think, think she had quite I think it happens, journey. but it's all too convenient, much with, much the same as all the rest of the stuff, because when she shows up with a scar on her leg about a year later at the end of the film. She's on the beach with her dad. Um, her sister refers to her as a doctor. So, like, she's yeah. gone back to so school. She's sorted all out. She's done her studies. Um, Friends with her dad again. Yeah, also... She's not going off on her own. Um, 1991. What age would she be? 27. Yeah, so she's she's barely made it through medical school at that age. But anyway, um, hmm. yeah, so it, it ties it all up, but I agree with you that it doesn't show it in a way that's meaningful on screen. Just saying that it's yeah. happened doesn't actually make it enjoyable. Yeah. There, so that, there was this girl that's what once. I think puts it more into the B, that's what puts it more into the B-movie category than something like 127 Hours, which can go ahead and win awards. You can go ahead and have a bloody you know. award. Um, <laughs> fair um, enough, yeah. Do you, so how do you get a seagull to act? Uh, we just, um, I don't know, feed it chips and that, and it'll do what you want. So when it does good acting, feed it chips. Yeah. When it does bad acting, it, don't. No, when it does bad acting, give it that um, bicarbonate of soda so it explodes. <laughs> I mean, fine. Um, um, I do not recommend anybody does that to a seagull. No, but... Where did you learn that from? I think it's something What kids, was your childhood some like? Some kids talk about it, but I mean, I, I've never done it. No, good. Um, Can I just mention one continuity error that really frustrated me? Yeah, go on. So, nightfall happens, okay? (laughs) She falls asleep, and then she kind of wakes up in the early hours, and all of a sudden, drunk man on the beach, passed out. She shouts to him, help, help! And he wakes up, and she's saying go and get my phone, it's over there in the bag. And he's like, drunkenly, goes and gets the phone. And then he's so pissed that he starts walking into the sea and coming towards her. He gets attacked by the shark. And then he crawls out of the sea, 
half the man he used to be because he'd been bitten in half okay then passage of time later the two guys that she was with the day before who were surfing with her also rock up to the beach and don't even see him but well the, the man ain't there anymore yeah I mean I mean maybe the tide took him away but I'm sure at that point the tide was coming in yeah and you'd imagine at least some guts on the beach some guts yeah yeah so that that annoyed me a little bit that's fair enough what did you think about my joke about uh, he's half the man he used to be what do you think about that I was going to say something like you're half the man you used to be but I mean that's just like a mum joke isn't it it's just rubbish it's rubbish so well done on your joke didn't have anything for you back Um, and my my other point is it's got uh, Ollie's other point yeah it's got the least convincing fuck you ever uh, remind me. Do you know the one? No, I don't remember. Well, basically, um, she swears at the shark. So the shark's swimming towards her, and she's and she says "fuck you" at the shark. Um, and it's is the least convincing swearing I think of. I've ever Just because you don't think her, her heart's in it. I don't think heart's in it. No. What do you reckon? The chances are that since shouting is already confirmed for the shark in the Meg. Uh, what do you reckon the chances of the Meg saying to Jason Statham, fuck you? Uh, do you think that's high probability? Uh, well, I mean, it, it is going to be a 12A and there might be one use of swearing and that could be it. <laughs> you seem very well aware of the, um, the uh, age rating details for this film that's not yet out. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, okay, there's a couple of things I have about accuracy here. Just if we were to take this within the context of shark movies overall, well, I think we talked about this a little bit on the Shark Month opener episode. There's a lot of stuff that the films do with sharks that's just kind of bullshit. And the whole idea that they go after humans and they're this like big, horrible predator... Yeah. is a bit overblown. And there's a couple of examples here. Somebody has uh, chatted with a shark expert on the matter. If only we'd gotten a shark expert guest for the podcast. But the good thing is all, all this yeah. stuff exists on the internet. Um, what A shark spurt. A shark spurt, yeah. Um, a shark spurt. Um, <laughs> Ian's best bit. <laughs> so what about the shark stalking behaviour around the rock? And uh, and by the boy, well, I don't think he was in it, was he? He's in skyscraper. Hey, oh yeah, the rock. Great. <laughs> um, is that behaviour typical? No, he smells it. Um, what did it? Did it's predatory like that? That it it would circle someone on a yeah, rock? Exactly. Well, the expert says, hmm. based on tracking data done in certain locations, we know that sharks patrol areas, but we wouldn't call it stalking. We'd call it patrolling. It's possible that they okay. stop prey. They don't have a lot of evidence that they would play cat and mouse with one individual bit of prey. There's a bit here right. um, that says there's no good evidence that the same shark has been involved in multiple attacks on the same person. Um, and even though right. some other predators do kind of follow up, like uh, mountain lions, uh, it says here, basically to, like predators on land will follow d- like down a, a prey until they get it. Basically says here, because sharks just yeah. have to keep moving all the time and they can't sort of stalk at all, it's biologically right, yeah. expensive 
to just constantly be circling okay. around waiting for this one prey because you never know what's going to happen. So it's, it's well, pretty and impossible. not only that, it's got. I mean, it's got a whole buffet right next to the the rock. What's in that? What's what's involved in that buffet? A huge dead whale. Oh yeah, beige food. I mean, why don't you just go and eat that? Um, goujons. Uh, um, sausage rolls. Volivons. Um, sausages on a stick. Sausage on a What's stick. your favourite party food? Um, probably mini pizza slices. Or mini pizzas. Tiny ones. <laughs> how, how tiny are we talking? I'm talking five pence piece. <laughs> <laughs> Almost not worth do you, making. Do you like... Do you do you flick them into your mouth like a uh, like you're flicking a coin? Yeah. <laughs> coin flicker. Um, okay. Yeah, it it just basically says that of all the people that are bitten by sharks, um, for eighty percent of those people, no flesh is removed. So basically, saying even if it does get if a shark does get hold of a human, they don't really like the taste of us. So no. what's this all about? It's all a big. Fart. And supposedly, supposedly they can't even digest us. Digestives. Yeah, they can't digest us. So the the two or three people that sharks already eaten one would be enough, like sustenance for it. But also, it had really, it have really bad guts, and he'd be like, "Oh, tell you what, I can't eat another one of them for a while." Yeah, for a little while. So she should have a window of opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. But she takes that window of opportunity to swim to the buoy, or boy, yeah. and uh, fire off a couple of um, flares. flares. Rick flares. Yes, I saw some yeah. Rick flares. Shouts, woo! And um, maybe have to edit the decibel rating on that. Um, and then she gets um, no help whatsoever, although finally the lovely Spanish man from the start comes to the um, comes to the edge of the beach to find her, okay. and then it's all over. After she kills the shark at the bottom of the ocean in the most implausible way possible, but also in a in a brilliant way that I'm so glad happened has been filmed. Yeah, it happened. Yeah, filmed, created on a uh, computer. Yeah. I'm just going to give you um, a, a a common sense media review here from a child that was quite lukewarm on the film. Um, so you know our opinions, and here's, here's what somebody else thought. All right. So many people thought this was an intense movie, a taut thriller, an enjoyable movie of survival. It was none of these things in truth, though. There were no jump scares, and the shark rarely even shows itself until the end of the film. It's an overly long movie. Wow. About Blake Lively surviving a shark... And it's not even a true story. It's bloody, with some relatively disturbing images, and the ending just kind of flopped. One F word, and that's the extent of the language, and Blake Lively walks around in a bikini the whole movie. (coughs) But outside of that, the contents are pretty light. Not for kids necessarily, but not really worth watching either. Well, this guy or girl should be a critic. Yeah. I, I think using the word I mean, taught in the first first sentence is pretty um, critic-like. Uh, okay, taught, but then so. just so just so we don't leave this on a downer from the from the kids, if you're just three years younger at thirteen years old, 
we think this is the sweet spot because I think this is an amazing film. One of favourites. <laughs> I think this film is fine for ages 13 and above because it contains a bit of swearing. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we all know that, uh, you know, 13 love swearing. Uh, one use of shit and one use of fuck. It also contains a few gruesome images. You will not regret watching this film. So there we go. I think that's pretty accurate. I'm with I'm with the 13 year old on this one. I, I I don't think you'll regret watching this film. Yeah, I I've seen it twice. I'm glad I haven't watched it fully twice, to be honest. But I did unfortunately pay full whack for it and have it on my um, Amazon Prime account now to watch any time I want, which is probably never again. Okay. Um, but it is worth the first time, I would say. So anybody that's not watched it, okay. have a view of it. Have a good old watch of it. Well, nobody forced you. Nobody forced you to buy it. You could have just rented it. I I know. And it's on Netflix. What? It's on Netflix for free. It's on Netflix. I looked it up, mate. Yeah. It's on there. That's a deep emotional strain. If you enjoyed the podcast, uh... um, yeah, that's really put me in a downer, to be honest. I just, I thought I looked it up. Is it going to affect our holiday? It's going to affect something. No, but it's on there. It's on Netflix. That's how I watched it. Um, can I tell you one fact about Steven Seagal and then we'll uh, sign off? Okay. For the Seagull character of Steven Seagal, the usage of both CGI and a puppet was considered based on the belief that it would be inordinately hard to train such a bird to act. This horrified both producers who wanted to use an actual seagull while scouting for location in Australia. Blake Lively was able to to feed a group of seagulls. <laughs> so, like, basically, she just fed some seagulls. At which point, it was realised that okay. using such a bird would be possible. <laughs> what? Excellent. By feeding seagulls, it proved to the producers that, yes, we'll be able to use a seagull as an actor. Um, there's a- I mean, it's just the, the tried and tested give an animal food and it will, you know do some sort of command. I think basically it was the same test that they used to check if Blake Lively was available. <laughs> what, food? Just, <laughs> did, did they just go... Can she eat dinner? Yep, she'll do. Okay, if people would like to get involved with Shark Month, and you bloody should, um, let us know what you think is chum or... Um, fine. Is that, is that like fine? Thin? Well, I mean, chum's good for... Good for sharks. For, uh, for sharks. I know, yeah. but, you know, you don't want to be chum, do you? No, true, yeah. Anyway, let us know what you think of uh, any shark movies and tell us what you think about what we've done so far on Shark Month by going to facebook.com forward slash guys on film or sending us a tweet at GOF Podcast and let us know your opinions on The Shallows or any of the films we mentioned in the first episode. And um, we'll be sure to mention you on the next podcast. Okay. Yeah, that's it. More Shark Month next week. Yeah, what we what we watching next week? Okay, find out soon. Bye. Bye. Cool. Quicker than ever.